Good evening and welcome. This is Eroticism's weekly podcast. My name is Kevin, the erotic photographer, and I am your host. You can listen to the Eroticism podcast talking about eroticism, fantasies, and sex here on Anchor FM, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and recently we were picked up by Reason FM and Pocket Cast. So you can listen on any of your favorite stations. Tonight I'm going to tell you a personal sexual story from when I was 16 years old. But I want to take just a minute of your time to talk about a topic which I believe is very important to Americans' healthcare and big pharma. And I know 86% of my listeners are from the U.S., so I think it might be interesting. But before I jump into that, I want to, I want to give you some sad news. Today, R&B rap artist Young Dolph was shot and killed in Memphis. A big loss not only for the local community in Memphis, but the music community as well. Our prayers go out to the family and all his fans and collaborators out there. More than just a rapper and songwriter, Dolph was active in the Memphis community where he has lived since he was two years old. Just last week in the local cookie store, promoting it on his social media where he was gunned down today. Well known this time of year as he hands out turkeys for Thanksgiving to families in need in Memphis. Today wasn't the artist's first brush with death though. In 2017, he was shot at in North Carolina. And later that same year, he was shot in Los Angeles after having earlier released the song Bulletproof. His work that I first came to know thanks to my girlfriend, Sabrina, because she loved his work and we were all saddened by his taking. So, <clears throat> big pharma and healthcare in the US. Most of, uh, most of my listeners probably don't know, but about six weeks before Christmas in 2019, before all this pandemic crap started, I suffered a stroke. And on Christmas Eve, I suffered a heart attack. So healthcare suddenly became an issue after living in Mexico for 26 years. I had my first personal experience with hospitals, medication ever. Now, when I had my stroke, I didn't really realize it was a stroke. I was off balance and my brain was acting more like I had drank too much until a neighbor noticed and asked if I had been drinking so early in the morning. Literally, I was trying to walk off this feeling by going out and doing my usual 10K run with my dog. And so when I was talking to my friend, she, um, my friend Carol, she shares the uh, studio space with me. She noticed that I wasn't making much sense sometimes. She took me to, to her doctor for a checkup. Now the doctor's visit in Mexico run you anywhere from $5 to $15 for a regular doctor. This visit cost me $15, American. We sat in the waiting room until our turn. There's no appointments and we went in. My friend Carol told her doctor what she saw and he did a, a few simple tests, asked me to walk and came up with the diagnosis of stroke. Now, he ordered me a CAT skin for the following week. He sent me home with anticoagulants and aspirin and bed rest, and then a revisit to the doctor after the CAT scan. Now, the CAT scan cost 100 American dollars, which confirmed the diagnosis of a stroke. So the doctor continued the medicine and sent me home. Now, for having had training as an EMT and paramedic since I was 14, this is not a typical stroke. And I was determined that whatever this was, I was going to beat it. I started walking again every day uh, until I could start jogging and slowly increase the distance and the route uh, uh, until Christmas Eve when I, had a, when I had a heart attack. 
again, it was not your typical myocardial infarction. I did have discomfort in my chest that I thought was indigestion from spicy food. I mean, I do like my chilies, but it didn't go away. And after Christmas, I had passed. After Christmas, I had passed. I went back to the doctor. Now, I had no pain in my I had no pain in my left arm and no problem breathing, but another $15 that included an EKG confirmed that I had a myocardial infarction. Now the doctor sent me immediately to the hospital to be admitted because but because I didn't have a credit card or $500 in cash, they sent me back to the doctor who sent me home on bed rest with painkillers for the chest pain and a referral to the local cardiologist. Now the cardiologist cost $40 and his two included an EKG. He added a couple of medications to the list that the other doctor had given me. And in, you know, and I started back on my road to recovery again, little by little starting to get back into walking and running and jogging and so on. In July of this year, after being out of work for the time that I had my stroke, the pandemic, and now, I mean, literally nobody even knew who I was. So in July, I was offered a photography job in the U.S. with a studio that shoots everything from weddings to cinema stills for Netflix to product catalogs for different companies. So I started checking on the cost of medications and medical visits in the U.S., obviously. Basically, I do feel great. The cardiologist said I should have a stent put in, but I figured not here in Mexico and much less in the hospital that refused to treat me for not having money. I would wait till I get back to the US and see if it's really needed. Now in Mexico, I take four medications if you include the aspirin. Aspirin, 90 cents American for 30 days of aspirin here in Mexico. The anticoagulant that I take, $7.50 American for, for 30 days. Uh, the antihypertensive, $8 for 90 day supply. And the other medication I take is $3.25 for 100 tablets. That's a little over three months of medication for three bucks. So I spend in average $12.30 per month for meds. My blood workups are $15 a year. Now in the US, I was comparing prices. $3.25 for the same aspirin instead of 90 cents. The anticoagulant, $154 instead of $7.50. The antihypertensive, $245. And the final medication that the cardiologist added on, $48 instead of, uh, uh, instead of $3.25. So figure that's like 100, everything is kind of like 100 times the cost. I mean, maybe I'm exaggerating, maybe 10 times the cost, I don't know. But that's $450 a month instead of $12.30 a month. Now my thoughts were to stock up on my meds before leaving to go back to the US. But when I was told that if I get caught, it's drug trafficking. And who wants to deal with that at my age? My point being, I take, the meds I take are from the US big pharma companies. And so why can't Americans buy the same meds in the, in the US for what I pay in Mexico? Obviously, the medical community from the doctors who charge $100 a visit to the politicians are all conspiring against the American people for higher prices. Why, when they calculate inflation and shit like that, don't they include the rise in medical care? 
Now, I'm not saying in Mexico there isn't corruption and collusion between the medical community and big pharma. I personally, I saw it when I covered a medical conference for a Japanese pharma company trying to break into the Mexican market. The medical community at the conference wanted perks like the Americans give for writing prescriptions for this Japanese company. New iPads, trips on golf excursions to luxury resorts on islands, all on the big pharma's dime. Something that's very common practice in the US. So all of those costs that the pharma companies have to put on, plus their advertising that they do and shit like that, where does it go? It gets passed on to the American public, to the consumer, to the sick, and the people who don't have money, the elderly. You know, and also the issue is for non-narcotic medications in Mexico, you don't need to get a prescription from the doctor, even for renewals, except 2011 antibiotics became necessary to get a prescription because of a widespread antibiotic abuse. Not, uh, you know, um, addicted to antibiotics, but every time somebody got a sniffle, they went out and they bought a box of antibiotics and they took it. So, and, you know, never completed the treatment and people build up an immunity. Anyway, I don't want to dwell on this, but somehow Americans need to wake up and elect politicians that can do something about medical reform instead of getting in line with their hands out. Now, on to my story. I'm going to take you way back to when I was 16 years old. In the summers, we would go off to my grandma's house for the summer break. At the time when we started going, I was 14. I was volunteering on the local rescue squad in my grandmother's town. I did all the training and such, and it was a lot of fun in this small suburban town. Also in the summer, the volunteer fire department would have a carnival week. And each week, my father and I would help out for that week. Me selling tickets and my father as a police officer offering free patrols during that week. The summer when I was 16, I was selling tickets to the roller coaster. It was the setup at the edge of the carnival that backed up to a stream. It was not the busiest days Monday and Tuesday. And this girl who lived around the corner from my grandmother was, who was I think 15 at the time, came around, we chatted a bit, and later as it got colder, she came back and asked if she could sit inside with me and keep warm. Of course, I was glad to have the company of a cute girl in the booth with me. Now the ride operator was Spike. He was an all tatted up with long hair, looked like he was high most of the time. It was the early 70s after all. He made a stupid comment as he let her, as he let her pass by. So if you ever have seen these carnival booths, you know they aren't big. So Patty and I were literally on top of each other almost. It wasn't long before she and I kissed and we couldn't really make out because or make out out because between the firemen in charge of the carnival passing by and checking on me, there was the occasional ticket buyer and of course my father making his rounds around. Now, Patty was a cute girl in a way, not gorgeous, but she was thin, petite, green eyes, dirty blonde hair, long down to her mid back. And she always wore these really worn tight hip hugger jeans and a tank top. Now in the late summer, I used to see her around wearing short shorts. But this time of the summer, beginning, you know, the, the middle of June, end of June, the summer evenings and nights were still cool. Now, pretty soon she started rubbing my leg and she put her leg over mine and started kissing my neck. I mean, I had wood just from her being there and the light petting we had already done. The carnival was coming to an end for that night and we were closing out and delivering our cash boxes and our remaining tickets. 
I had arrived on my bike, but Patty wanted me to walk her home. So I walked her in my bike. When we were passing the high school, she said to me, come here and started pulling me onto the school's tennis courts. And around the back of the tennis courts was the driver's ed trailer. And there was a space between the driver's ed trailer and the wall. And we went back behind there where nobody could see us. So we started making out now. My very hard cock was rubbing up against her body as we were kissing. And it didn't take long for her to start stroking it. I had my hand on her ass and she was trying to rub her pussy on my cock, but it, she was just too short. The next thing I knew, she was unzipping me and had her tiny hands in my pants. She dropped her knees, unbuckled my jeans, pulled out my cock and started sucking on it. I mean, I was like, wow. I wasn't sure what to do at that point. Between the way she used her tongue and the little teeth action, I was sure I was gonna explode in her mouth. I put my hands on, the, on her head for lack of any other idea. And she sucked nice and slow all the way up and all the way down. It was the nicest blowjob I had ever had. And even though I hadn't had many as it was, it was really memorable. I couldn't hold back any longer. I told her, I'm coming. And she came off my cock and moved to the side, but about half of my cum ended up in her hair anyway. And she cleaned up with my sweatshirt best she could. And she, we stayed there a little while longer kissing and touching. Then we finished the walk home to her, her house. We agreed that she would look for me the next night at the carnival so we could hang out. Well, I, I headed off to the carnival about six o'clock on my bike. I cut through the schoolyard at the dead end of the street uh, out to the next avenue, which really was the shortest route to the firehouse if you're not driving. And that's where the carnival was held. When I got there, Patty was already there. She had a big smile and a kiss waiting for me. I went, I got my tickets and cash box for the night, that night and she walked with me to the booth. We agreed she'd wait until dark before coming in the booth and this time she had a sweatshirt on and brought a light blanket to keep warm. Tuesday was slow as Monday, maybe even a little slower than Monday. Monday being the opening day that usually attracts more people. When it was finally dark, I was already hard with anticipation as now I was the kid with a plan for after we closed. Patty walked up to the booth and asked, now? And I said, sure, come in. And I unlocked the door to my booth and she came in and sat down and put the blanket over our legs and we kissed a little while. It was really slow. We had about an hour of good sales with a lot of people coming in, then nothing. The manager of the event came around and told us that we were starting to close down and it was only 10.15. He said the grounds were nearly empty. And Patty was grabbing my crotch under the blanket the whole time and I was ready to execute my plan for that night. I had found that the football field doesn't lock up at night, so we could go in there and have full run of the field, the bleachers, and everything except for the stands or locker rooms. Definitely much more private, for sure. So, after I delivered my cash box and tickets, we headed out walking, and I told her about my plan, and she was excited. We headed right to the field, went in and looked for the perfect place to lay out the blanket. When we finally laid it out, we, we did both lay down. Patty laid over, leaned over and she started kissing. I wasn't sure who had more experience, me or her. I had been with an older girl who was the one who really broke my cherry when I was 14. After that, mostly girls my age or younger like Patty. But I had never gotten such an incredible blowjob from any of them before. Only this Polish girl, Karen, came close, but her father was a cop and watched her like a hawk. So we never really had a chance to do a lot. Patty rolled and put her leg over me as I lay there, eventually moving on top of me. 
Now we were heavy petting now, kissing, she was kissing my neck, kissing my lips, sticking her tongue down my throat. Patty rolled and put her leg over me as I lay there. Eventually she started moving on top of me where we were heavy petting now and she had her legs spread and was rubbing her pussy on my cock big time. I had my hands on her ass and decided to get them in her pants, feeling her soft skin of her ass. I rolled her onto her back and I rolled on my side kissing her and I slid my hand up her sweatshirt. Now she had these tiny titties and tiny nipples. As I started to touch them, she let out a moan and stuck her tongue as far as she could in my mouth. I mean, I was hard as a rock by now and I, I pulled her hand down to my crotch as I slid my hand down in her pants to her pussy. I mean, she was completely hairless and soaking wet by this time. We were a couple of adolescents with raging hormones. Now Patty reached down and undid her jeans, which was my signal to move in, which I did. I started fingering her tight pussy and now she was really wet and she was moving her hips and ass like crazy as I moved my fingers around inside. I pulled up her sweatshirt and started kissing her tits and sucking on her nipples while fingering her pussy. She reached for my cock and I gladly undid my pants and pulled them down to my knees so she could suck my cock while I fingered her. She managed to get one leg out of her jeans and spread her pussy right over my face as she sucked my cock. So I, I had to reciprocate. So I ran my tongue along her pussy lips nice and slow and softly, and she pushed down as I slid my tongue in. Her pussy was hairless and so sweet. I mean, I had pussy juice all over my face. I had her ass in my hands, and as I could feel her coming, I pulled her pussy harder onto my tongue. She slid off my cock, laid on her back, and I swung around and got over the top of her. I started kissing her with on the lips with my face all wet with her juices. My cock was touching her pussy lightly and I was starting to rub her pussy with it, teasing it just a little and slowly she started moving around to get my cock positioned inside of her. And I asked her, do you want it? She said, yeah, but slowly, please. I moved my cock around until I could feel the head just push in. She took a deep breath and I came out a little and I started moving it in and out slowly until my whole cock was inside her. Now, I still didn't know a lot of positions, missionary, cowgirl, and one time I did doggy with the older girl. So while Patty seemed more experienced, her pussy told a different story. She was so fucking tight. I mean, it was squeezing my cock. I moved slow and deliberate like when she sucked my cock. Slow, full strokes. We could hear her pussy sloshing wet as my cock came out and went back in. I asked her if she wanted to get on top, after all. At this point, I didn't know the names of the positions or anything. She said she would try it. I pulled out of her and she asked me if I came because the blanket was all wet. No, I didn't come, I told her. That's from your pussy. She laid on top of me, trying to put my cock in her pussy, laying down completely on top. I told her, sit on it and get comfortable. Finally, she slid down on my cock with a moan and reached. Un I reached under her sweatshirt and started playing with her nipples and not long after she came hard and two minutes later I was ready to shoot my load I told her I'm gonna come baby she came off and took my cock in her mouth and started sucking it I shot my load in her mouth on her face and even her tits got a little bathed this time I stayed hard after that for some reason another 15 minutes 20 minutes at least 
I came after I came and she said, let's not waste that Woody, let's go again. So we fucked another 15 minutes and this time I came all over her tummy and pussy. Just obviously just not as much. We laid there kissing and touching until it was time to take her home. Now the next day, my grandmother comes to me and she says that my father heard that I was with that whore from around the corner at the carnival and was forbidding me to see her again. I just looked at my grandmother, who I never disobeyed in my life, and asked why. She said that the family are low-class people and the girl has a reputation for being easy. Well, I didn't say a word, but I was going to find a way around this situation. We agreed to meet the next night at the carnival, but I left a little early this time to go and intercept her on the way. Obviously, I wasn't going to tell her about what I was told. I personally didn't care. I was getting great sex and I wasn't going to stop. I told her someone reported me to the carnival manager because she was in the booth and that we needed to be more discreet. And I would, of course, walk her home after so we could have some time together. We continued all week after the carnival, heading off to the football field for some sucky fucky. After that, we started getting more daring and we would hang out along the reservoir during the day and walk around the mountains and streams, which made it more like dating and not just fucking. We would head out at night to the football field for our special time, and as time passed, she got better at sucking cock and doing the positions, and me with eating her pussy. One night I made her come four times just eating her out before I fucked her, and she got better at taking my cum in her mouth, but there, was even, there were even times when she took my load in her pussy, which she seemed to love. She was on the pill since we started dating, and back then we only had the typical STDs to worry about, unlike today. At the end of summer, we vowed to stay in touch, and she would come to the city if she could on a Saturday or Sunday, and we did talk on the phone, but eventually, a friend of mine, she introduced me to her cousin, who was this sexy 16-year-old redhead. I mean, she had literally the same body as Patty, but this redhead, I mean, when I tell you, she had this ass on her that was just, like, unbeatable. And she lived in the city, and it made it a much easier plan. But that's the story for another time, not for tonight. So that's going to be the end of the, tonight's episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed the story. I still think about it all of all the time. Next Wednesday, I have award-winning live Jasmine Cam model Celine Reyes with us. For tonight, thank you for tuning in. Until next week, I'm your host, Kevin, the erotic photographer, wishing you a great night filled with erotic fantasies and incredible sex. Good night.